When most classical singers think of Brazilian art songs, they think of Eitor Villalobos songs. However, Eitor Villalobos is only the tip of the iceberg of an immense, rich, and beautiful repertoire built by literally hundreds of composers. In today's episode, we will meet two experts in the Brazilian art song repertoire who will present their new book, An Anthology of Brazilian Art Song. Let's start! You are listening to the Latin American and Iberian Art Song Podcast, a program to discover composers, poets, songs, and everything about the world of Latin American and Spanish song. My name is Patricia Caicedo. I'm a soprano and musicologist and the author of the Latin American art song Sounds of the Imagined Nations. I have published nine books with scores of Latin American and Iberian art songs. I have performed this repertoire around the world and have recorded 11 CDs. I'm the founder of the Barcelona Festival of Song, a summer program for classical singers devoted to studying the Latin American and Iberian art song repertoire in Spanish, Catalan, and Portuguese. The festival arrives to its 17th year in 2021. and welcome to the Latin American and Iberian Art Song Podcast. My name is Patricia Caicedo, I'm in Barcelona, and today we are here with two very special guests from Rio de Janeiro in Brazil, the doctora and professora, professor Carol McDavid and the singer Flavio Melo, and they are here because they will talk about a very special, important project they have. So Welcome, Carol and Flavio. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Patrice. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> so I'm super happy that you are here because today we are uh, sharing with the audience some very, very good news. So, Carol, would you like to tell our audience what are the news that we have for them? Well, yes, we are just releasing um, an anthology of 25 Brazilian art songs by Mundo Arts Publications. By you! And, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, so it's really exciting that we are sharing these um, beautiful songs with uh, the greater public when they're not very well known, most of them. I think it's a shame that, that Brazilian songs are as well known as they should be so we're hoping that this will help to spread the word around and share these songs and and I don't know if you want me to go more on about what is inside them or so no what? less little by little we will little by little <laughs> this pressure to the our listeners so Flavio tell us a little bit about yourself where were you born are you a singer I am Flavio Mello I'm a teacher of singing and a senior, and I'm a researcher of uh, Brazilian vocal repertoire, especially Brazilian songs, art songs. I work in music schools here in 
in Brazil. And uh, in which city are you located? Rio de Janeiro. Oh, everybody's envious when they are hearing. <laughs> <laughs> Here is a beautiful city. So this anthology represents part of our music and it's a pleasure to share. So how was that you started with this project? This anthology is the result of a research project begun in 2018 in the master's program in performance practice of the Federal University of the State of Rio de Janeiro. This anthology was born in Unihio in 2018. So you were studying there? You were a student in the master's? Yes, yeah, I was a student and Carol was my professor. Oh, so this is so beautiful because, I mean, this is uh, something very practical that was born within a program that a pedagogical program that it doesn't happen very often in music? what i'm saying is that many times the master's dissertations or or even the doctoral dissertations at the end of the day are just intellectual exercises and they don't have any concrete result like for example now you have a book that is published from it not many mm -hmm. people can say that well, Yeah, I agree. But our master program, Carol, could you explain about our master program in Unirio? Yeah, it's a little bit different. Uh, we don't actually have a, a performance masters as in the U.S. and Canada. We do have one now, but it's it's very different from the one in North America and I imagine in Europe as well. Um, and we also have an academic one, which would be just a dissertation, just a written work. But recently, I guess about six years ago, this, this new program was created. It's about the teaching of performance practices, musical practices. So the focus is on performance, but also there's educational side, pedagogical side to it. So what we're interested in is in developing materials and sites, methodologies and blogs and software and um, music albums. And so this was a project of Flavius and it sort of grew out of that. He was interested in researching Brazilian songs for the more beginner singer. That's how he began with this project. And it, it turned into a more elaborate one where it includes for all levels of singing. But with our program, we don't have a recital necessarily. We don't have a dissertation, but we have a product or a project. His product was this um, anthology with criteria for selecting repertoire for using the Brazilian song as a method of studying vocal repertoire. And so that's where it came out of that. So, um, and so our project, our program there has these kinds of projects. I have another student who did an album of Francisco Mignoni songs, and I have another one now who's doing transcriptions and arrangements of songs and arias, opera songs and arias for, for the accordion and voice. Wow. Very interesting project. And um, so that's the kind of thing we do. It's a little bit different, but it's meant to develop materials and to promote Brazilian music. That's very important because for the ones who are singers and researchers of Latin American art song, we know that is one of the most challenging things is 
having access to the music because most of the art music in Latin America has not been published. So that is a vicious circle that singers around the world, for many reasons, because of the design of the curricula that are still Eurocentric, oriented but also because they don't have access to the music they don't even think that the music exists so now having this tool and also you created a tool that is not just the music why don't you explain how was how did you conceptualize this book as a singer and as a teacher of singing i truly believe that the eclecticism of the Brazilian vocal repertoire offer multiple possibilities of pedagogical studies and performance. So we choose the repertoire thinking about these conceptions. You know, how can we develop our artistic abilities with this repertoire? Mm -hmm. Is it appropriate for singers who are initializing the singing studies, uh, we are always asking and thinking about the conception of the project and what was our objective. So we selected the repertoire from a digital collection provided by Afecabi. It's a collection of sheet music by Melindo Castelo Branco, so thanks to Dr. Lenini Santo for making available to us the digital file. Now that we mention Lenine Santos, let's hear him singing Canção by Alberto Nepomuceno, one of the most important art song composers of Brazil. He was born in 1864 in Fortaleza, Brazil, and he died in 1920 in Rio de Janeiro. On the piano, the pianist and composer Achille Piki. Let's hear Canção.
ones who are hearing the last, the classical singers, most of them in, around the world, not only in Latin America, but in Europe and the United States, during the first year of training, they study the Ariantique Italiane. Sí. That's the path all of us everywhere follow. But I mean, the only music that is suitable for the voice at the beginning is not only the Italian. So this is a statement that you are doing. We can start this training of, of classical singing, studying the Brazilian song too. Well, well I would say definitely for the Brazilian singer and for other singers as well. I think the, the main difficulty with the Brazilian songs is the language, because it's not a very familiar language. Spanish is much more spoken around the world in all different places, um, Portuguese less so, and Portuguese has some tricky sounds that are not common to English or uh, German, and so you have to be able to manage those sounds in order to sing them. But it, musically, it, yes, definitely it's appropriate for any singer. For that, you also created a very comprehensive part of the book is about diction, Brazilian and Portuguese diction with all the IPA and etc. How did you work in that part? Well, actually at my university, I do teach diction. And, um, and so we have chosen to use the IPA as a, a tool for um, studying other languages. As I think, uh, I know in North America, they use it a lot. I don't know how commonly it is used in Europe, but it is a means of the Brazilian singer to, to be able to have some working knowledge of other languages, French, Italian, German, Spanish, Latin, um, and English. And so that was why It has been, been very useful for our students and and even Brazilian singers, there still is a little bit of dispute about the standardization of the pronunciation for singing. So we have debated it and talked about it and, and there were the normas in 2007 which are more or less what we follow. They're, both Flavio and I disagree with some little things and chose to write them the way we feel they should sound and what, and what makes it more accessible to the non Portuguese speaking person. Because very often uh, to a Brazilian person, if you describe a sound a certain way, they understand it in a different way that somebody has no idea what the Portuguese sounds are. So that is kind of where we try to simplify it as much as possible that would be accessible to somebody who is non-Portuguese speaking. I get excited because thinking that too, <laughs> that's important for the, our listeners to, to know that in, in Brazil, since the beginning of the 20th century with Maris Andrade, there was already this awareness of the importance of the diction of the Brazilian Portuguese. There was this first Congress in 1928, and mm -hmm. then in 2007, this second Congress where this huge country with such different dictions, you try to agree in how this language has to be pronounced when it's for singing, and this this happened, this is a miracle that happened in, the, in Brazil, but it had not happened in the Hispanic countries. 
I have not heard of a Congress that in, not in the past century or in this century that in the Spanish-speaking country have been done to agree in a way of singing the, in Spanish. So this is uh, very important that happened in Brazil. Yes, I, I was present at those meetings in 2007, and, um, and it was very interesting because there were people from all over the country. Were you there, Patricia? No, I was not, but I yeah. was aware you know about of what, it. everything that was happening. Because yeah, it was, it, yeah, it was very controversial, and from different regions were a bit resistant in um, wanting to adapt to standardize pronunciation um, because they felt they were losing their roots and their region regionalisms and all and and the thing is is that I knew I had already sort of been through that in the states as I'm American and English went through a similar process because for many years some uh, lyric English was with a British pronunciation and and so it took a while for the American pronunciation to be accepted and also to be accepted on different levels. So there are sounds that some people disagree with and um, sounds that have not changed. People will do their own way and will insist on doing everything with a rolled R and um, whereas you'll find somebody else who will do it very er. Um, so it was a similar kind of thing. And I and I remember people um, were, you know, from different parts saying, no, I'm not going to change. And if it's a song from that state, you have to sing it with that pronunciation. But the thing is, is that that's just within Brazil. And if you want to be able to share it outside of Brazil, there has to be some sort of agreement as to how to do that and yes people you're right and what is important for our listeners to know is that in this new book there is a very comprehensive guide that you design it with all these rules that were agreed and also i honestly i was very impressed when i saw that because you created these tables with many many examples and the table for the english speaker and the table for the portuguese speaker <laughs> so how was that flavio uh the the objective is to help with lyric diction in brazilian portuguese because there are differences between brazilian portuguese and the portuguese of portugal so bringing attention to the points of the articulation and how the sound is made in the vocal track. It's really important for the singer. When you were making the, those tables, I imagine you sitting in a table saying, no, I would like to use this word or that word. How was that? Explain us. <laughs> how was that process, Flavio? Sometimes confusing because Carol and I have a different perspective of the of the experience with seniors and with students. Uh, so I, I'm a baby teacher of singing, and Carol has an enormous experience as a teacher of singing. So we're always talking about the differences, and we're thinking about what is what is the best to singer who doesn't speak Portuguese. For that, I think you are the perfect team because it, this book is about uh, about comparative phonetics, 
actually, mm -hmm. between English and Portuguese. And you have an English native speaker, which is Carol, that speaks perfect Portuguese because she has been living for many years in Brazil and she's a studious of the language, so she is a perfect, she's perfect in both languages, but she is native English speaker. And you, Flavio, that you are a native Portuguese speaker, and both are singers. So that's a perfect team for creating this book. Yeah, yes, I agree. <laughs> yes. This book is actually, I mean, from outside, from my perspective of observer, and also as a, somebody who have been in contact with singers from different countries and people who are interested in this repertoire, this book is a treasure. Because there is not other book printed before that or anywhere that has this comprehensive study, not only of the diction, also the research and the selection of the music, and also the historical background, because you also did that. Well, the, um, the, the historical background was based on a book that I wrote that was based on my doctoral thesis which was about, uh, about the origins of art song in Brazil and in the U.S. And I draw parallels between the, the two countries. In order to sort of situate what was going on in Brazil and what was going on in the U.S., this was necessary to see what was the development of the song. And since we took songs um, from mostly from the composers born in the 19th century, then you really, you really need to know what came before. And I think it's important for anyway, not everybody will, will, will read it, but I think for anybody who is curious to know what was going on in Brazil and what was being composed and how gradually, gradually um, there was a style that came out with more nationalistic qualities and um, how the influence of European music, because I mean, Brazil is, it has these different roots of uh, African and European and indigenous influences. So that was, um, we thought it was important that you could understand what was going on as when Schubert was writing songs or Gounod was writing operas, and this was the same time period when a lot of these composers were around. So that was what we thought would be important that anybody who was curious to know more about it and to give a little bit of the background information of each composer. And a lot of them we don't have information about, which is, is a pity, but um, we continue to look into it and see if something doesn't come up but um, but but that was what I was going to say also about the diction was in the tables when we started talking about all the different sounds I mean I have a bunch of tables from diction class Flavio has but we thought what is important are the words that are in the songs in the album so we went through the whole album and took examples all of the examples in the pronunciation guide are words or phrases from songs within the album. So we thought that way you can have a difficulty with a word and you can go right there and hopefully be able to solve the problem so, on your own. in every detail. <laughs> 
I don't want to just talk about the difficulties of the edition in the converting this for printing materials because this is another chapter. But this <laughs> not good. So, but I'm thinking that it's important for singers. All of them have they have to. It's not optional. They have to read this introductory study about this history to break the preconceptions that in that they have that they only think that there is. Hector Villalobos as a composer and no more. So there are hundreds of Brazilian art song composers. Coming from the States, I a master's degree in the U.S. And, and came to Brazil when I was still quite young. But I knew a lot of art song and had had studied art song at Manhattan School of Music. And the only thing I'd ever heard of Brazilian was the Baquianas Brasileiras number five of Ito Villalobos. The only thing. And um, so when I came here, you know, not only I discovered all of the other Villalobos songs, but all of the other composers that I had no idea that existed. And yes, I know that when you're studying in a bachelor's level or a master's level, the focus is on Italian, French, and German. Those, it has that not is to the... be like that way always. No, <laughs> no. It has to change. We have to decolonize exactly. the curriculum. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. So I'm always, even here, I'm always trying to teach American songs or British songs as well, because I think Brazilians need to know those in addition to um, the German, French, Italian. But we do. We are also doing a lot more Spanish. Um, South American, not so much. Mostly Argentina because of this problem of the accessibility of And you know why? That, that's why it's so important to publish the books because why is that we in all over the world when they think, for example, in Brazilian art song, they sing Villalobos. Uh, or if they think in Spanish art song, they sing De Falla, Granados, Turina, Albeniz, Monsalvacha, for example. Or Argentinian, they think in Ginastera, Guastavino, Lopez Buchardo, Alberto Williams. Why? Yeah. Because they were published. Yeah. If they, if if the same Villalobos or the same with the same quality of the, their music or the same Ginastera or the Falla, if they wouldn't have the opportunity to be published, nobody today would know them. Even being as good as they are, or it's not. It doesn't depend on the quality of the work of the of the composer, because the work has to be socialized. It has to be distributed, and if the music is not published, it will never be in the hands of the performers. So it's critical to publish the music. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So in this album, we have different composers and different types of works. It's fantastic, Patricia. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with this realization. So I think this is very important for the Brazilian art song, so the work you have done, because also the fact that it's thought not only um, in Portuguese, that it should be in Portuguese, but the fact that it's in English with all the IPA resources, etc., etc., it guarantees the internationalization of this repertoire and its composers. Oh, definitely, I, th I think it is uh, really important, and I and 
and, and it is really hard nowadays, actually, to to even get um, publishers interested in in publishing, editing Brazilian songs. So, and I think now, at least with the possibility of, since we have communicated for months now, by internet and by email and WhatsApp, and um, these kind of ways of communicating are so important. And so there's really, we really have to do this. That's, that was, you know, when, when Flavio had this idea to do it, and Linini had already told us, told me about this. Uh, I was involved with the project in the beginning, and um, of these thousands of songs that were, a lot of them are just totally unknown, even to Brazilians. Many are still in manuscript, and um, some were published, but are, you know, one time probably paid to have it published. But so the fact that we have been able to discover other composers as well, and some of them that are more well-known and are more published, but still are not as well-known as they should be, like um, Carlos Gomes and Alberto Nepomuceno and uh, Chiquinha Gonzaga. Those are all three that are being published, and I do have more access to their scores, but um, but I don't think to the the singing population so much. You know, even even here, we I have to insist with the students to work on Brazilian songs and other songs and other composers. So yes, it's very important. We're we're very we were very pleased, and uh, Flavio was very excited when Lenini was our bridge to use. I'm sure our listeners are dying to hear more Brazilian art songs. So let's hear again Lenine Santos and Aquili Piki singing O Trovador do Sertão by composer Francisco Braga.
Next project is to have these songs recorded. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's the project. <laughs> we have singers here. Yeah. So, so there you go. <laughs> I, I only want to tell you once again congratulations for this important achievement that you worked for years very hard this is a labor of love and it's noticeable in this book because you as you were mentioning there are every detail you were thinking in the words in the table in facilitating the process for singers so this is a beautiful 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 work you did and you deserve many many congratulations thank you I just wanted to say one thing more about Flavio is that I think the possibility of this album is due to his total dedication and seriousness and um, commitment to bringing this book about, you know, this album, it just even from the project. It's not all students or, or singers or young people who, who managed to do that and, and with such um, precision and detail and care with making it as best as possible. So I want to congratulate him too. Here. Oh, Carol, thank you. I'll cry. Bravo, Flavio. Thank you, Patricia. Muito bem, você deve estar muito orgulhoso. So much. Si, si. And you are an example for all the singers who are hearing us now who are studying a master's or a, or a bachelor's or doctorate so that what the work they do is something that serves society contributes to to their field that something that can be become something very important in the history of the field they are doing as the book you just published so muy bien very good. Uh, congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I think that Brazilian music is a treasure. So we have to explore these wonderful works and composers. Uh, for me, Carol is not American. She's Brazilian and... <laughs> She's American we're and we are Americans. We are all Americans. We are one continent. <laughs> but her heart is Brazilian. <laughs> uh, like my, I, I'm also Brasileira de coração. Yeah. <laughs> so we have to explore this uh, these words words you know it's really important and uh, so and i i read in the book that there is uh the dream of a second book of course let's go 
Yes, in the book says we left it for this second. <laughs> the rest of the 20th century. Claro. Yeah, that's always the possibility. I think there's just so much that um, we just tapped the tip of the iceberg and, um, and well, hope that that will help to spread it, spread the word. And, uh, yeah, we'll have to start thinking about the second one. <laughs> Muy bien. So for now, I think I'm sure that our listeners now, they want to go fast to buy this book, to start singing this music for sure and they can find this book at mundoarts.com mundoarts.com and it's also in on amazon and all these Barnes and noble and all these distributors they also have it but at mundoarts.com you find it and it will ship worldwide and also before finishing this program i would like to remind people that this program is brought to you thanks to the support of the Barcelona Festival of Song that is a summer program dedicated to studying the Latin American and Iberian art song that happens every summer and the website is barcelonafestivalofsong.com this is a summer program for classical singers who are students but also for teachers because most of the teachers they don't know this repertoire of us so they are interested in learning it and they come here and also it's brought to you thanks to Mundo Arts and to the Center for Iberian and Latin American Music of the University of California, Riverside. So if you want to say some words before finishing this program, Flavio. I just have to say thank you. <laughs> Con mucho gusto, no, for, for me was a pleasure. This is also a dream of mine to publish this book. Well, thank you to, uh, for your your initiative, and um, and it was uh, essential for us for us to be able to do this. And that I hope you continue to producing so many good works and sharing Please. all the all the South American, Latin American, Iberian music. Yes. So we're, we're there, we're carrying the flag. <laughs> Muy bien. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Carol and Flavio. Congratulations again for this achievement. And we hope our listeners go fast to buy this book because the songs are incredibly beautiful. So, até logo. Bye-bye. listening to the Latin American and Iberian Art Home Podcast. This episode was brought to you thanks to listeners like you. If you enjoyed today's show, head over to patriciacaicedo.com slash podcast, subscribe to gain access to our free resources, and consider making a donation to ensure our future. Muchas gracias.